Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. A podcast where we share with you great insights about everything family from over 30 years of parenting seven kids and over a decade of equipping parents through our Crazy Cool Family ministry. So let us inspire and equip you to build your best family. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don here today because I have a very special guest, uh, Dr. Mike Frazier. Welcome, Mike. Should I call you Dr. Mike or Dr. Frazier or? Just Mike is great. And yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> hey, um, so Dr. Mike, I can't stop that. So Dr. <laughs> Mike has got a neuroscience degree. He's got a medical degree and he's done a psychiatry residency. He's a believer. He's got five kids from 17 to six. So this guy, he's, he's really smart, basically. <laughs> he's really smart. And so here's the cool deal. I'm looking on his website, which is MikeFrazierMD.com. We'll put all that in the show notes. But then I'm looking at it and it says, one of his deals that he teaches men to do is to become more attractive to your wife. Right, Mike? That's right. Yeah, that's the that's the oh name of the goodness. game. I was like, okay, <laughs> we all raise our hands and say we want to be more attractive to our wives. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today with marriage, but that's going to be kind of a theme of and 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 Mike, I'm reading kind of your story here. That wasn't where you your your wife has not always been attracted to you. Is that what you would say? That is for sure accurate. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. so, like. Obviously, just like with Crazy Cool Family, I think this was kind of birthed out of your own struggles. And just like Crazy Cool Family was birthed out of our seeing a vision for family. Tell us more about that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I am. So I got married young. I was uh, 22. My wife was 20. Um, We were, you know, met in March, got married in July, got married super fast. Um, but yeah, I just felt like a really strong connection right away. And right off the bat, things were really good. You know, the, the connection was there, the physical intimacy was there, all of that. Um, but then over time, it, a lot of that seemed to go away. You know, it wasn't so much that we were fighting a lot. It was just that um, I felt like I was doing a lot like, you know, I was, I was working, going to school initially and then, and then working, you know, making money for the family. I was, you know, a leader at my church. I felt like I was doing a lot around the house, like cooking, helping take care of the kids, helping clean, basically kind of felt like I was doing more than my fair share around in the marriage, like doing more than her really is what I felt like. And you know, if, in the first years of marriage, she seemed to really appreciate it. But as time went on, she she didn't seem to. She wasn't giving me the same attention or appreciation or affection that I used to get for doing those same things. Um, sex life, sex became less and less frequent over time uh, to the point where there was one, one stretch where it went like over a year with no sexual intimacy. And at that point, I was like, I don't know if this is worth it. Like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And talked to actually a, a church leader who kind of helped me see that there were consequences to going that route too, <laughs> as far as oh, like yeah. getting a divorce. Um, 
Yeah, he, he did a good job actually. He wasn't he wasn't like, oh, don't do that, don't even think about that. He just kind of helped me see, okay, like if you choose that, here's kind of what you can expect. And I was like, okay, I don't want that. I don't want to set that example for the kids. And so really had to look at what, you know, what needed to change, you know, what what needed to happen so we could have that. Um physical intimacy was kind of my primary concern, but also, you know, the mental emotional intimacy and that fun and connection that that we wanted. Yeah, if we uh, can get the physical, we'll throw that in too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But that that was like my main motivator. Um yeah, what I what I came to realize was um I I like to blame my wife for most of it. Um in particular, she she does have a, a unfortunately a history of really significant sexual abuse. And um unfortunately that's really common. You know, it's like one in four women have gone through that. So right. you know, if you're if you're listening, that's your wife. Like unfortunately it's that it's pretty common. And but I guess the lesson I want you to take away from that is it's not necessarily just all her. There's probably stuff you're doing that's not attractive to her. And that was like a revelation for me. Like we had to go, we we went and saw a marriage coach, you know, I brought her in to say like, hey, fix her, you know, like I'm doing everything right and she needs to get on board basically. Um, but what that marriage coach helped me see is, man, like I'm really behaving in really negative unattractive ways here that are repelling my wife and making her not be interested in me. So, so I get it. So by this time, are you already doing your residency in psychiatry? Yeah. 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 So like I was even so you're, you're other guys like trained this in this and yeah. still doing these negative stuff, you know? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah it's, I, I'd say it's that to say, when, you know, Hey, even smart guys, you know I mean? It's, we're all, we're, we're all struggling with some of the same issues, right? Yeah. And, and the other point to that too, is it's very tough to see in yourself. Um, you know, it, it almost always takes an outside perspective to say, Hey, like that thing you're doing is a, is a problem. Um, but yeah, what I came to find out is, um, you know, something that I, that I like to call the mosquito cycle where, so I was doing all these nice things, right? Cooking, cleaning, making the money. But behind that was I was hoping to get certain things from her. Attention, appreciation, affection, and sex are the main ones. So I call it the mosquito cycle because you're kind of like buzzing around doing all these nice things, but you're trying to suck that off from her. You know, you're trying to suck oh. off attention, appreciation, yeah. affection, yeah. sex. So at first, she might not recognize that, right? Like the first maybe even few years so of marriage. I mean, um, is that because... Our motivation's wrong? Right. Yeah. yeah. Basically, that's it. Um, it's you are, you're doing the right things, but for the wrong reason. You know, your your intentions behind it are off. They're basically manipulative. Um, and what, what was the hardest thing for me to see is that, it, like for a wife who'd been through abuse, it really was kind of abusive, right? It was saying, hey, like you owe it to me. It, that's really what's behind that. Like, hey, listen, I've done enough. Now you owe me attention, appreciation, affection, sex. It's really kind of treating her like a prostitute. You're like, hey, I did all this. Now, like, I earned it. Now you owe it to me. You know? <laughs> and so that is extraordinarily unattractive. Sure. Like, no woman, no woman wants to be treated like a prostitute. She does not, especially if she's been through any kind of abuse. Um, the, the hard thing is a lot of times wives can't even put their finger on it exactly. They're like, you know, when I look at you, you actually are doing lots of good things. 
but for some reason, I just don't feel attracted to you. And so you're like, well, what the heck? Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, how do um, I solve that problem? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so you feel, it feels very trapped. And the other part that feels trapped is like, okay, you know, I've, I'm a Christian guy. I've committed to stay faithful to my wife, but she won't have sex with me. So what do I do? Right. There's nowhere for me to go here to have a good sexual relationship. Some yeah, guys will turn a lot of guys that really do. I mean, there's a lot of Christian men and, you know, it's almost like the church says you need to be passive. You need to serve. You need to be a good boy. Right. And, and that's going to be your ticket to a healthy marriage. And then right. they do that. And it's not really what their wives really want. Yeah. And I mean, it is, we all, I mean, wives always want their husband to do good things and to right. help around the house and to do, and we always talk about if you, you know, if you wash the dishes, you'll get sex and all that, you know, but, yeah. but yet it's really you're, what you're, what I'm hearing is, and I think there's a lot of people like you in the church, a lot of men that are really trying to be great dads, great husbands, yeah. but yet they're unfulfilled in their marriages, hundred percent. Yeah. And so what, what's their, what's their answer? Yeah. Yeah. And so what you just said is, is really, that's the key point. You, you kind of feel like you've been sold something, which is be a good boy. Your wife's going to have sex with you all the time. That's kind of your reward. Right. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. And now you're like, what a ripoff. <laughs> like it feels, right. you feel like betrayed, like maybe even by God. By, I should be a heathen. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> At least by your wife, you feel betrayed. You yeah. feel ripped off. And so, yeah, some, sometimes guys will turn to pornography. They'll, they'll have an affair uh, because yeah, it just feels like, man, what am I supposed to do here? Well, and like for your deal is, is you really considered, do I want it? Do I want this? Is it, yeah. one, you know, you, you start thinking yep. about is it worth the cost? And like, I think some guys may not think about a divorce, but maybe they go play golf more or maybe they're right. like, I'm not going to work so hard at this or, you know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get a hobby. I, they they start to, I know like for me, I distance, Yep. you know, I, yeah. I became, but I, I would say, Oh, you know, I'm not sure that this is, and it was for different reasons, but I, I wouldn't go into some of the hard parts of our relationship and and I became a little bit more um, distant to my wife. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, in this, the, what I call the mosquito cycle, it's so you do the nice things, you expect attention, appreciation, affection, sex back. You don't get it. You start getting frustrated. So then you either explode, which it looks like, hey, look, like I do everything for you. Why won't you do this for me? She says no to sex. You're like, you know, that's not fair. You go turn to pornography or you're just kind of like pout you're like, Hey, can we have sex tonight? She's like, no, I'm not in the mood. Then you're like, uh, or, you know, you turn over and, you know, or you like slam the door on your way out of the room. You basically act like a baby. Right. Um, and <laughs> so what I like to say is like, would you ever see that behavior in like a romantic movie? Probably not. Right. Like <laughs> the, like the best, the best result you can get here is maybe like pity sex, but mm -hmm. She's not looking forward to that next time. She's basically managing your emotions for you. She doesn't want to do, you know, and what what happens over time is she just says no, period. She's just done with that behavior and does not want to be involved sexually with a guy that's acting like a baby. So um, 
Yeah, so they, you either explode, right? You get mad or you escape, which is what you're talking about. You're just like, well, fine, I'll just go do something else. And or in some guys will turn to like alcohol or things like that or overworking or, you know, whatever, depending on how they deal with feeling disappointed in their marriage. Um, so that's the cycle, right? And then they feel bad. Oh, I shouldn't have looked at pornography. I, I shouldn't be golfing so much. Maybe I should spend more time at home. So they go back and start doing all those nice things. But then again, they like, they're expecting something back. They don't get it. They're mad and just like runs in this cycle over and over. Um, and so really see, uh, this is fascinating to me. I love when I talk to people who talk to a lot of people we don't talk to or whatever. And so you see a lot of women that are not attracted to their husbands, but they really don't know why. Yeah. I mean, that's just, and I wonder, that's just fascinating to me because you see that. I mean, no, none of us men are perfect. None of the women are perfect, but right. you see guys that are really trying hard at this. And yet I, I, it's interesting to think that the women aren't attracted to them. I mean, I'm not in their business. I'm not in their marriages, but um, I can see that, you know, and I think in some ways uh, and, and the way I would say it, you know, is I, I and sometimes I didn't feel like my wife liked me. You know, and maybe that would maybe attracted us another way. But I was like, wow, it, it doesn't it feels like that I'm really trying hard at this. But I feel like that she um, sometimes uh, just it, I'm just I'm not necessarily the favorite person in her life. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that makes it hard for again, or like high achieving guys. So they're, they're business owners, doctors, lawyers, um, dentists, you know, they go to work. And they get lots of attention, appreciation, and affection. And uh, maybe even, you know, women that seem attracted to them at work or places like that, or even at church, right? And so, you know, they come home and then there's that extra layer of like, come on, like everybody else sees how great I am, but you don't. And that's not fair, you know? And so there's that extra element built in. So there's just all this resentment starts building up look at everything I'm doing. You won't do like this one thing that I care about. It's not fair. What I, what I try to help guys see is, okay, so you are super angry and resentful towards your wife. Like, yeah, exactly. And then I'm like, okay, do you think she's attracted to someone who resents her and who's angry at her all the time? Like, does she want to jump in bed with a guy who basically hates her? <laughs> and, then, and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, like probably not. Like, yeah, probably not. Like what, what makes a person attractive or not is mainly their feeling state that they have and the intentions that they have. Right. So when you like, let's, let's take, take washing the dishes. It's a perfect example. That's like the, the folklore, right? Oh, do the dishes. Your wife will have sex with you. So guys take that. And they say, okay, like, I'm going to do the dishes. My thought is, if I do this, she'll have sex with me. Your feeling is kind of like entitled, basically, to sex. So you do the dishes. Your intention is get her to have sex with you, right? So, and again, maybe like the first couple of years or whatever, she doesn't think that's your real intention. <laughs> she thinks that you actually care about her. Um, and so she will have sex with you. But eventually she she knows, like she picks that up and it's not attractive to do the dishes with that. You know, we use a certain model that like helps you see, okay, what are my thoughts? What are my feelings? What did I do? What were my intentions? And then what result did I get? So 
you know, the that action of washing the dishes, it's a fine action, right? There's nothing wrong with it. But when you pair it with a thought, feeling, and intention that are problematic, you you get a negative result, right? So so guys will be like, okay, well, so what do I do? I just don't wash the dishes anymore. That's the approach some guys will take. They'll be like, well, fine, I won't do anything, right? Yeah. But that's not it, right? Because what's the feeling there? The feeling is still resentment. The intention basically is to punish your wife. Like, is that attractive to her? Is she attracted to a guy who wants to punish her and like is mad at her? No, of course not, right? So what we really look at is, okay, what, how do I want to feel towards my wife, right? Probably most guys say, I want to feel loving. I want to feel like she's amazing, right? I want to feel admiration for her. Like, okay, great. Yeah, that's going to be much more attractive to her. So we, every morning, help them kind of build that into their mindset that they're seeing their wife in a loving way. So like when you look at your wife, this is what people talk about of like having like that look of love in their eyes or, you know, and that's how you want your wife to look at you, right? Like with that admiration, like, man, like I'm so lucky to have this guy. Um, But you can't control that. What you can control is how you're looking at her, right? And so if you can look at her with, man, like, I love this woman. She's amazing. She's such a great mom. Like that shines through and that is super attractive to her, right? When she sees, wow, like this is a guy who admires me. He respects me. He loves me. And that's great, right? Um, so so let, me, let me stop you there for a second because I think what I'm hearing is if I see my wife differently, she's going to see me differently. Is that what you're saying? I mean, so one of the things is, is just, you know, that it's almost like this, it's, it's almost like it unleashes something in the spiritual realm when you, you know, it's interesting. I was just reading the other day in, in Matthew 22, they asked Jesus what was most important. He said, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, love your neighbor. And hit me. It's like, you know, Jesus isn't saying be loved, although that's part of it, but in order to, be loved, we have to first love. And that's what the Lord was saying to me. It's like, I got to go actively engage in love in order to be loved. Would you say that's true? hundred percent. Yeah. And again, like what we, I, I talk a lot about what you can control and what you can't, right? You actually have no control over how your wife sees you. You don't. Right. And the more you focus on it, the more your that whole model we talk about shifts into something unattractive and manipulative. Right. If your result is, oh, I want my wife to have sex with me more. Right. That's the result you want. You everything revolves around that and she sees it and doesn't want to. Right. Versus if the result you want is, hey, I want to show my wife I care about her. I want to show my wife that she's amazing. Right. That's all within your control. And it happens to be very attractive to her when you actually care and want to know her um, and all of that. So, um, yeah, we were talking before about, you know, having uh, having those conversations around like family culture. Right. And just showing, hey, like I care about my family again, like the. As a high achieving guy, we like objectives, right? Okay, like I want to have sex with my wife more, but the problem is, if you go straight for it, you miss them. You you miss it, right? You you create all kinds of problems. Versus, you shift that objective to, hey, I want to show my wife she's valuable. I want to care. I want to know her. I want to connect with her. I want to show her that I love her, right? That 
is within your control and it's very attractive. It's a, it's a paradox, right? Um, we were talking like a business example. It's like when I personally, like when I shifted my focus more to making sure guys got help, making sure they got the results, that's when I made a lot more money versus when I was like, I got to make money. Like I, I'm going to go bankrupt if I don't like people pick up that needy anxiety and are repelled by it versus when you're approaching someone with, Hey, I care about you. I want to help you. They're attracted to it. Right. And they don't have a problem spending with someone that really wants them to get the results they want. So, um, yeah, the work to do then is you have to look at, okay, what are, what's going on in my brain, right? What am I thinking about my wife through the day? How am I feeling? What am I doing? Right. What are my intentions behind that? And so in our program, every day you pay attention to that. Every day you make adjustments to that. You know, I call it rewiring your brain. We have to find the negative unattractive patterns you have. We have to get rid of those. We have to replace them with positive attractive patterns. But then we also have to practice those new patterns because under stress, your brain goes back to your old patterns. That's just how everybody's brain works. So you have to prepare yourself. You have to mentally practice responding in these new ways. So like if your wife says no to sex, instead of acting like a baby, how do you want to respond? Because sometimes that's going to happen. She won't be in the mood and you will. It's going to happen. So you want to be prepared to respond in a way that is strong and attractive versus immature and unattractive. Wow. And do you find that, um, well, I, I want to kind of land that piece and then ask another question. It, it What I hear you saying is <clears throat> that, it's really not about I me. Mean, we continue to do the things that God puts us on our puts on our hearts to wash the dishes, you know, yeah. you know, and make the money and 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 all the things and you know, be good to the kids and all that. But it really comes down to our attitudes why we're doing them, to look at exactly. our motivation and our beliefs behind why we're doing them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So picking the dishes example is that's a great one, right? So that same action, right? Before it was paired with like, oh, I should do this show my wife a lot of sex with me. You felt entitled. Your intention was get your wife to have sex with you. The result was she doesn't have sex and you're mad, right? That's the result. Versus like you can still do the dishes, but your thought can be, hey, like I want to do this to help my family. Hey, I want to take this off my wife's plate. She seemed busy today, right? Your feeling is love right? You do the same action. Your intention is serve my wife, right? What's the result? Okay. Result is you feel good anyway. So you already won. And then also it's way more likely that your wife will want to be intimate with you when you actually did it because you care about her, right? Versus you want something back from her. Well, and uh, where I was going with that too is, um, I find a lot of guys, including me for a long time, are their worth is driven by how their wife feels about them. Yes. And so there's a lot of ups and downs that go because some downs, a lot of times downs, because um, we don't feel like we are achieving enough or doing enough or we are enough in some ways for our wives. And we blame that for, Oh, I'm not getting sex because I'm not enough. So it also, it it hinges on our identity as well. And, you know, and, and even on your website here, you said you started to build your own strength. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, yeah. And so the, but one of the keys is it seems like it, you had to really build, you know, you it says in there, you're looking, women are looking for a man who is strong, spiritually, strong, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually. Yep. So what do you think, how do men, so, so we've got an issue here of men, of women not being attracted to their husband, even though this husband is trying his best. He's a good husband. He's right. a good boy. And, um, but they've got, and I think those are the people we're kind of talking to today. Um, what, and I think both the wives would like to be attracted to their husband. Yeah. And the husband would like them to be attracted. One of the things we've said was, is your attitude towards why you do things. But what about that trying to be strong, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, yeah. sexually? How do you address that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the spiritual strength is kind of the, the core of it. So to me, that is what you're talking about, right? The self-worth issue. A lot of that mosquito cycle is driven by, I need my wife to to like me, to feel good about myself, right? I need her to give me attention, appreciation, affection, sex, so I can feel enough, so I can feel worthy. So again, that's mosquito, right? You're trying to suck that off of her. You're trying to get your self-worth from her. Eventually she gets tired of it. She gets drained, right? And again, she may not be able to even just say, hey, if you're doing this, right? But a lot of times when they hear this, they're like, that's it. That's it. That's what you're doing. I'm tired of it, <laughs> right? Oh. And so, and so, like when you can identify that and be like, oh, shoot, yeah, I am like really reliant on that. And especially if you're in that mindset of like, well, people at work appreciate me, why can't you? That tells you you're pretty reliant on external validation to build up your self-worth, which look like that's pretty much the process for high achieving guys. A lot of times they have chased that feeling of good enough and gotten it by achieving lots of things. Um, and so it works a lot of places, just does not work in, in marriage. Like it gets picked up there where it doesn't get picked up other places. So, um, yeah, first thing is really connecting to God for that sense of self. I like to use the analogy of like, if you have a cup, um, and like your self-worth is like water in that cup, your wife can pour some in there, but eventually she can't, right? She's empty. Um, versus if you can put that cup like under a faucet and turn the faucet on, like that'll always be there. That faucet's like turning to God for your self-worth. Like he's always going to be willing to help you fill that and feel valuable and feel worthy and all that. And then you can pour into other people, right? Because you have a source where you can go to and feel that. Um, so we work on that every day as well. Just like reminding ourselves, Hey, like I have value connecting with God, having that connection, you know, jotting down a message from God each day as you're opening up that communication. Um, so that's one part of spiritual strength. The other part of spiritual strength for me is making sure you're a man of integrity, being a man of your word. Cause when, when we dig down to it, a lot of times this nice guy, great husband doing the right things over commits and under delivers, especially at home. So, Oh yeah, I'll do it. I'll get to, I'll get to that. Doesn't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. It takes months, months to do something that again, slowly kind of erodes that first of all, your self-confidence, um, but also your wife's trust in you and, and therefore her attraction to you. Um, so a lot of times that's also kind of going on. Um, then yeah, so that's spiritual strength, mental strength and emotion, mental strength is kind of what we're talking about. Like really being able to see how you're thinking and how that's affecting everything else you're doing. Uh, so we work on that every day. Emotional strength, being able to manage your emotions, not flip out, not pout, right? If you're feeling something, express it in a clear way, be able to use 
strategies like breathing to manage your emotions well. Um, physical strength, we have guys just do some physical exercise every day just because you feel better. It's great for your mental and emotional health to get some kind of exercise every day. Um, and then sexual strength to me is just making sure you integrate your sexuality. So as Christians, sometimes we um, we don't integrate it. It's kind of like, at least this is how I grew up, right? Sex is bad, 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 bad. And then once you get married, now it's fine um, or it's great. And it's just like, it never really becomes part of you. It's kind of like external. So what we do is, okay, like God gave you your sexuality. I like to say God gave you a penis, just like he gave you arms and legs. Uh, the question is, how are you going to use it? How do you want to use it? And so we just help guys identify, okay, like for me personally, I want to use my sexuality to connect and have fun with my wife. That's like my statement, right? And so then, okay, does pornography help me get there? Not really. Does, you know, this thing help me get there? Not really. What does help me get there? You know, acting in these ways. Um, so yeah, that's like building up that internal strength. So now you're feeling good about who you are. You are in a great spot. Your wife starts being attracted to you um, instead of repelled by you. <laughs> and so, and so then we work on communication. Okay, because they're I... attracted to the strength. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so instead of, you know, berating your wife about it, is what I'm hearing is, is if you focus on your strength, that becomes a, a part of the solution to the problem. It's a, it's a gigantic part of it, right? So like, it's like before she didn't want to be around you because you were so kind of whiny and needy and all of that. Now you're feeling strong. So she wants to be around you. So now we work on communication. Okay. How do I do a really good job listening to her? Uh, like if you go to ask your wife right now, Hey, like what percent of the time do you feel like I'm really listening to what you have to say? You will probably be unpleasantly surprised by her answer. <laughs> um, a lot of times we, we don't do a very good job of that, of trying to really understand at a deep level, her thoughts, feelings, all of that. Um, a lot of that traces back to we're not really able to manage our emotions. So if she says something like, well, I didn't like it when you came home late, right? Then you get defense. Oh, well, you know, I, I work so hard for you. And like, how can you complain about that? Look at everything I do, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, oh, like she's feeling kind of hurt. Like, okay, yeah, tell me more. Why was that hard for you? You know, and then she feels heard, right? And now you've built any mental and emotional connection there. Um, the other thing that a lot of Christian guys are not good at in communication is asking for what they want, at least in effective ways. So we talk a lot about that. Yes. How do I ask for what I would like, but not from this whiny, needy, entitled place, just like, hey, this is something I'd like from you. Here's why I would like that from you. How can we make that happen, right, from a strong place? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we work on that. We And then the intimacy piece we work on, okay, how do I bring fun and flirting and passion in a way that's that's good and attractive to my wife versus like, you know, getting in bed at night and you haven't done anything sexual all day. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, hey, you want to have sex tonight? And she's like, what? You know, she hasn't, that hasn't crossed her mind all day, but guys will get rejected because they don't understand. Like you want to kind of build some foundations around that you know, through the day before you just like go straight there. Um, so that's like a very brief outline of kind of what we do, but yeah, I'd call it, you know, trust building is first, which is, you know, building that internal strength, then communication skills, and then intimacy uh, at the end. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, um, 
I was just reading just the other day, uh, I was reading a book and just said, just trust smiling. You know, literally, and you know, so often my wife will be like, you're mad. Like, I'm not mad. <laughs> but I mean, but in reality, she's seeing me as mad because I have an intense look on my face. Yeah. And, and the book was just talking about, man, so often you can connect with your wife simply by smiling at her, you know, yeah. and, and just and smiling with your mouth and your eyes, you know, so yeah. and uh, just little things that we think as men are not as important. Listening being another one, asking questions and really what we, what we call curious questions, you know, uh, not accusatory questions, you know, not, um, you know, or not uh, one word questions or questions that we know the answer to or whatever. But it's amazing how when you do that, um, that's and what what's encouraging to me is I think a lot of men feel like their wives control them. Yes. But in reality, what you're doing is what I'm seeing is, is that saying, hey, if you'll do some of these things, you got a pretty good shot at opening up the heart and, and the attractiveness of or, or the openness, opening up, being attractive to your wife, that we have more maybe control is a wrong word, influence maybe is a better word than we might imagine. Is that yeah. what you see? Absolutely. And yeah, whenever, whenever I hear a guy say my wife's controlling, like I know there's a, like a major issue because yeah, they're, they're missing, you know, they're, they're not being a leader for sure. Right. If you think someone else is controlling you, you're 100% not being a leader, which is not attractive and it's not strong. Um, the other thing I'll say to these guys is, oh, so she put a gun to your head and she like made you do that. Like, well, no, but you know, she, she does this and this. I'm like, okay, well, if she's not like literally forcing you like you're in a prison and if you don't do it you're gonna like get your arm cut off like she's not forcing you she's, she's not controlling you so you have some choices here and just helping them see that and kind of step back into their their power like understand what they can control um yeah what i always like to say is like you can't control if your wife chooses you but you can control if you're a great choice right? oh wow that, that's awesome that's really good yeah, yeah. And that's what we focus on is just like, make sure you're a great choice. Like make sure you're someone that, you know, a great woman would want to be with. Um, Cause like I, I work with guys at various stages. We're talking about like the, the guy who is kind of like my situation where you're just like, man, you know, I kind of feel like roommates or it's okay, but the intimacy isn't there. These guys aren't like about to get divorced, but I also work with guys where, they've been unfaithful or their wife's been unfaithful or they're at a separation, right? Where, hey, look, like if your wife already filed for a divorce, um, there's a chance the divorce is gonna go through, right? But if you will work on becoming a great choice, like even if this marriage doesn't work out, you know, you're going to set a great example to your kids. You're going to attract a great woman to you, whether that's your current wife or someone down the line. And if you don't do this work, 100% you will repeat the same patterns in your next relationship because yeah. you have not learned what it takes. So again, like either way, when you become that great choice, good things will happen. And when you base it on Christian principles, yeah, that's why I teach like it can't fail. You, you can't fail to feel good about who you are when you're aligning all these tools, right? From psychology and psychiatry and all that, when you're aligning that with Christian principles, 
like you're going to have a good life. Like good seeds create a good harvest. We're planting good seeds. Well, as we get to the end of this, so uh, Dr. Mike, so and um, I see him, I, I'm seeing this happen more and more around um, that um, you're a, you're also have you got some free stuff that's on the website, Dr. Um, Mike Frazier, md.com. That's right. I get that right. Yeah. So the so the the main place I'm directing people to these days is strongmenstrongmarriages.com. And that's my podcast too, Strong Men Strong Marriages. It actually redirects to this site. I'm having it like rebuilt right now. Yeah, so but strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Um, strong yep. And uh, there's so he's got a he's got a great podcast. And um actually I'm gonna be on that. Um oh well that's right, yep, in a couple I weeks. I already have been on it, so I can't say that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because mine's going later than his, but um, so uh, but also you have some free training on there, but you also do what I want to explore as we finish is what I'm seeing more and more people do is coaching. Mm-hmm. And so just explain a little bit about what you're doing there and, and yeah. why that's beneficial. You were talking about every day you get them to do this and all that. Yeah, so that's yeah absolutely. A man might invest a little bit more in some in some very specialized focus training. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there there is some free stuff on there, but the the bottom line is you will not make the changes you could make until you get an outside perspective to help you like identify the patterns and like the daily shifting of your brain patterns. Because like what we do is what, what I just said, right? We have to find identify your negative patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting like that pretty much always takes an outside perspective to see it, right? So we need to do that first. Uh, and that's what the modules and stuff in the program will teach you. But also like mine and my other coaches, like our feedback will help you see that, okay? Here's your negative pattern. And they're like, oh, shoot. So then, you know, creating the new pattern. Again, that's pretty hard to do on your own to like, like how do you create a new pattern without, like how do you introduce something to your brain that's new from inside your own brain? Right? It's pretty hard to do. You need an outside thought, right? Like, yeah. like, like God teaches my thoughts or not your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. Like whether that's through prayer or that's through, uh, you know, a book or a coach that can like very directly say, Hey, like, here's a new way to think. Like you need a new, you need something from the outside to teach you a new pattern. Okay. So you get the new pattern and then it's on you to practice that each day. But in the program, we, help you be accountable to do that because again like using that example of for example your wife saying no to sex like you have a negative pattern around it we can help you see it um then we'll give you a new pattern but when she says no again your brain will want to go to that old pattern because it's just used to it there's nothing wrong with you that's just what happens so what we have to do is be practicing that new way of responding each day or like one of the one of the ones a lot of guys practice is when my wife speaks i want to really attune to her and listen because they're actually not in that habit. They're distracted or they get defensive or whatever. So we have to practice really getting into her shoes. So we imagine that, right? We practice it so that when she comes and speaks to us, we're ready, right? We're prepared. You know, a lot of guys have played sports. It's like, you don't just go to the game and play, right? You practice before the game so you're ready to win the game. Um, like, uh, I like quoting Coach Nick Saban. He says, you know, some people practice until they until they get it right like champions practice until they can't get it wrong and that's what we target right we practice these new responses until that's our habit 
And like I've, I've done lots of things over time and I've like tried different methods to help people get good results. This has worked better than anything else. Guys get results faster than anything else. It's that daily practice, right? It's like if you're learning the piano, like if you practice once a week, you're not going to be as good as if you practice every day, right? right. Same thing, we're, re yeah. we're rewiring our brain to change. So when we do that every day, we make fast results. We make results way faster. We make changes way faster. Um, so yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, you want that coaching feedback, you want that daily accountability, yeah, head over to that site, strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Um, there's a work with me button. You fill out an application, then we'll get back to you with your best next steps, kind of depending on what we see on your application. And it looks like too, on the website, just to give, if somebody wants to go check it out even further, that there was, it's talked about how, episodes one through four on your podcast gives them an overview if they want to yep. see more your philosophy. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. so uh, that, that's going back to 2020 when you started your podcast, looks like. Yep. So just scroll back through on his website, strongmen.strongmarriages.com. Look at the podcast button and you can go in there and you can see, and it's got these things about why you must stop making, trying to make your wife happy, why your wife cannot make you happy. And really, uh, so that'll give you a great idea of uh, how to stop repelling your wife. That's, that's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I think some great stuff there that can help you, you know, intimacy in your marriage. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. We talk about this with siblings and we say, you know, so often siblings fight and we say, you know what, if you talk to siblings, siblings want to, they really love their brother or sister. They just don't like them. Mm. And so we teach you how to help the, in other words, that older sibling or younger sibling be more likable so that they will be. And, and because we have to tap into things that, and I think that's the, the, the analogy I make there is I think wives want to be attracted to their husbands and they want to have, uh, it's almost like I think you're you're right. I think sometimes subconsciously the wife thinks, well, if I give that up, then I'm not going to get the other things that I want to out of it too. And there's got to be so they're they're kind of trapped in their own cycle. Yep. Yeah. So great stuff. Thank you for coming on, Dr. Mike. Anything else you need to tell them before we go? I don't think so. Yeah. Those first four episodes really address this because Christian guys really have this mindset of like happy wife, happy life, and it's kind of like, um, you know, to me, that second great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, gets kind of misinterpreted sometimes by Christians in general and Christians in marriage as like, love your wife more than yourself. Like, do everything for her and like nothing for you. And then it's like, make my wife happy and then she's going to make me happy. So that whole mindset is problematic. It doesn't work. And so those first four episodes will help you kind of unravel that and see what you do need to do to you know have that attraction that you're looking for yeah and then uh we'll put the link for sure to the first episode maybe all four i'll have to check with my technology people see what we can do and then but but we'll put in yeah, there if you do the first one then yeah. yeah they'll be able to find the other ones well, and then we're really going to challenge you to listen to all four of them dads and, and moms too you know this is a great one for 
for uh, wives to listen to too, because if you understand where your husband's coming from, then yep. better to understand how where you're coming from as well. So yep. we will do that. And um, again, Mike, uh, thanks a lot. And as always, parents, go be crazy, crazycoolfamily.com. <laughs> <laughs>